Laura and I have known each other for some years now. We originally met as I believe she was a cafe customer and then we started working together properly about a year ago now when we put together our first Reels workshop for small business owners. So this conversation is a great one. Laura and I always have a laugh together but her journey has been really inspiring. She is the speaker for the International Women's Day event but I hate to say it, it's sold out now. Um, so I'm sure we'll have to get her back on the podcast to talk more about that which she touches on slightly in this episode. Enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to Business Nest Natters, the podcast where we cozy up, share some entrepreneurial wisdom and dive deep into inspiring journeys of small business owners. I'm your host Robin, the founder of Robin's Nest Cafes and the Business Nest and I'm thrilled to have you listening here with me today. Hello, Laura. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Business Nest Natters podcast. It's a joy to have you join in this conversation. I'm excited um, to chat to you and share some of your wisdom with the rest of the people listening today. Um, so I'd like to start with um, Laura. And now we've worked together a lot. So people might have seen you appearing in my content or me appearing in your content. But for those of you, those of the listeners out there that don't know you, would you take a moment just to describe who you are and what you do? Hi Robin, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm Laura Summers. I help small businesses with their marketing. I also have a bit of a penchant for a reel and love Instagram. That was nice and short and sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're going to delve into uh, your whole journey as to where you've got to to be where you are today as a marketing expert and working alongside small businesses. So could you just take a moment, because I know you are a very busy mum of three. Um, you not only work for yourself, you also support other uh, small businesses with their, their marketing and, and also um, work as marketing managers for them and social media managers. So could you start at the very beginning? How on earth did you end up where you are now? Oh, so fresh out of uni, um, I had a couple of blips along the way, but I, I, my sort of first big job in marketing was as a marketing assistant and half PA to the marketing director. And I kind of worked my way up there. My background's fashion, so I worked in fashion for quite a long time. I have a bit of a thing for clothes, if you haven't So what did you it. actually study at uni? I studied English, so I didn't do marketing at all. I studied enough, English. Okay. Well, I'm sure that helps you with your writing and marketing. <laughs> yeah, and it was a funny time. So I'm going to show my age here. I remember being sat in a meeting and I, I was, because I was, you know, as young as in my 20s, I was interested in online and digital marketing. Whereas historically, the people that I was working with, it was new. And yeah. I remember being in a meeting and someone saying to me, I can't see fashion selling online, um, wow. which is obviously famous. And at the time, there was ASOS, or it's called As Seen On Screen. I'm really showing my age now. As um, Seen On out... Screen, that's what it stands for. That's what it used to be called, and it used oh to be... Oh, my God, Did you not know that? <laughs> <laughs> so it used to literally have pictures of celebrities, and you could buy the clothes that the celebrities were wearing. That's the, root, the, yeah, the roots oh, of ASOS. My God. God, mic drop moment. Okay, <laughs> fine. If that's not going to be the strap line of this episode, then I don't know what is. <laughs> so that that was kind of the the place that I was working, and so I was like, this marketer saying, "I'll do it, I'll do it." So they gave me the email newsletter, and then they gave me bits. Oh, you can update the content on the website, and I'd be like, I "Think we should do this," and they're like, "Oh, all right then." Um, and so that kind of was where my career went. Um, I, you know, a right. real focus on digital marketing and fashion. Mm -hmm. um, and as my experience grew and 
the, um, the, the, the space grew, so did my role and so did my career progression. And so that was my real area of marketing, marketing expertise was digital. I also did um, CRM, which is customer relationship management, which yeah. is where you communicate to customers based on different segments um, and you send them different communications out. And that came into my role. And at one point I did local marketing. I had the print person reporting into me and I did all sorts of marketing. But if you want to talk about my real core, um, it's digital marketing. Wow. That's, I'm, I'm still, I just still kind You're still blown about ASOS, aren't you? I am, I am. <laughs> and I guess now, because I always said ASOS, but you say ASOS, but that makes sense because it's as I've seen on seen screen. On screen. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so that's obviously the correct, the correct way of saying it. <laughs> um wow we okay so so that you were obviously doing very well in that career so and working in digital marketing and obviously pushing into challenging new areas of the, the internet as it all came about and <laughs> um, so what happened next so um gosh I worked in fashion for a very long time um particularly um one brand that I really loved working with um and then the market kind of crashed um and I was made redundant and then I went to work agency side for a while which I'd never right. done before um very very different and I different and I headed up a marketing services team okay. so the agency I worked with was for an e-commerce platform that built and managed websites for retail brands and I headed up the marketing services team there and we delivered marketing services around again the digital space for retail a lot of um fashion again but other retail yeah. as, as well which involved content email marketing social media and 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 that's what my team did wow and is this where you started then working with some of those really big brands that you had worked with? yeah so I mean my first my, my I worked for a very long time with principals so they so they were a big brand for a long for a long time and then as the agency it was a lot of household names that I worked mm-hmm. with um so I worked this is another blast from past a lot with Jane Norman um yeah. great little trading company um oh they've all gone out my head now while I'm trying to think of them but a lot of big retail brands were some of my clients um yeah. we did emails for Matalan wow. uh, and places like that so um it was it was you know I'm I'm really grateful for my career because I've had fun with it and I've got to work with some mm-hmm. really cool brands and learned a lot along the way. Mm. Very much been, as I said, my degree was English. It was on the on the job learning. Yeah. Um, and working from brands, agency decided very different types of marketing skills and management skills as well. Yeah. And I mean, Laura, you're really not very old. So you say this like it was a blast from the past, but you're really not very old. But I think it's just really so. But yeah. <laughs> I think the incredible thing is, you know, like you're sharing there about sending emails for companies like Matalan and actually them doing that in that stage was probably quite a pioneering new sort of techie space to be in when it sort of came to that digital marketing realm and everyone sort of trying to figure out, well, how do we tap into these customers a bit more? So a lot of them had email systems in place but what didn't so a lot of brands have them in house now but at the time they they didn't Mm -hmm. but what I think has really changed from then to now is at the time everyone was blasting one message to everyone and and some of these some of these brands had like we're talking million you know and to Mm. send one blast to everyone is now I would say that's absolutely crazy whereas um, and that's what's really changed now if you were to manage a database of that size to send it all to everybody you would have segmentation and I've talked about CRM as sort of a CRM strategy in place Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that was coming in. And then when I moved on from agency, I went to work for another brand and now I was heading up a project of, of segmentation and communications. And that was a combination of online and print. So you would send them emails and brochures and yeah. have multiple strategies of communication to customers. That's nuts. And then, I mean, I guess that was, were they even using the world of social media then? So social media came in before I went to the agency. And again, it was one of those things. I said to my boss, really need a Facebook page, you know. And because it was one of those things that people didn't, you know, I'd um, gone on my Hindu yeah. and um, people were taking pictures. And someone said to me, oh, you need to join Facebook and then we can share these these Hindu pictures. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what's that? All right, I'll have a go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went and she said, oh, yeah, just set one up, you know, and we quite frankly didn't know what we were doing then you know we just set up a page and and ran with it um and you know it was very different but by the time I worked for agency it was much more established and that was before stuff like um the shops were introduced so we were trying to find ways of bringing the shop but we're trying to develop um because I had developers in my team ways that we could propagate a shop within Facebook and bits and pieces like that obviously Facebook and Instagram solved that problem for us but at the time it, it didn't exist they, they might have solved that problem for us now, though the tech behind it still is very... Crap, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just the other day was just having this issue. Mine's all set up, connected through my website with the cafe website, the online shop through Facebook and Instagram. It's all approved and everything. And it's just stopped translating the new products uploaded into Facebook. So I've now ended up manually uploading them all because I just there's just no obvious reason why it's not working. I'm just so fed up. But the, yeah, the whole system to even find the answers or to get into Commerce Manager and stuff is just so long-winded. The whole Facebook help system, if you have a problem, is so painful. It's helpless. If you yes. pay for the premium. <laughs> so, you know, if you pay it to my on Instagram I've got the um, paid blue tick and it's, yeah it's not the wonderful customer service that they promised but then no go. no it's not is it I no. know I, I've, I've never done the I've not done the meta verified but I do I have I'm done hard about it but I think since speaking to people since it's come out they're actually saying you know I'm not I'm not sure actually everything they made out to be being worth the money is necessarily what they're getting in return um so yeah okay so so then um moving on so now how have you ended up in the world of social media that you're now in so um I went back after having my first child um and I was working back for a different brand at this point and I'll be honest it was really hard going from you know working whenever I wanted if there's a project I just put the hours in and then having to leave on the dot at the time and managing a baby a baby that got yeah. sick a lot when he was first in childcare. um oh. It was a juggle and really, really eye-opening as well. Um, And then I fell pregnant with my second child. And I just, at the same time, my husband was travelling around the world, literally with his job. And I knew something had to give. I just couldn't, it was just too much. Um, And so I took a career break. um, And I never actually thought I would do that because I love working and I love my job. But I took a career break and I felt very lost because I do love to work and I was you know a toddler and a baby and a baby that mm-hmm. did not sleep at all oh. um and I'd done book blogging before this as a hobby um because you know I love books yeah, um, so yeah. I'd done book reviewing as a bit of a hobby so I was like you know what? I'm gonna blog I just need something for me so I started okay. blogging and a bit of social media I mean I, I was already on Twitter so I joined to Twitter 2009 when I was looking for a job because it was one of yeah. the requirements of the job so I was already on social 
but I then decided to get this blog going and I my first big blog post within about a month went viral um wow. someone put it on mumsnet um, yeah so my daughter's allergic to dairy yeah was my experience as a mum with a baby that was allergic to dairy and all of the symptoms right and I think within a week, week it had 10,000 views and it just kept going and really what was, and this yeah. is like your first proper big blog post right. like so it's not even like you were well versed at this and you know exactly how to tap into SEO. And I know, of course, you had some of that marketing experience, but still. There was a bit of luck in there, yeah. And I think it was, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just went. And kind of the rest was history. So then my social media grew, the followers grew. And I had a certain amount of time that I knew I was going to take out from work before I had to find something yeah. to make up income. And I did a little bit of... Um, MLM in the middle and, and bits and pieces and by the time my year was up I didn't have to go back to work I was making enough from my blog that I didn't have to. not I was just not a full-time wage but if you kind of take out the cost of childcare and parking and whatever to yeah. work it made sense for me to stay doing what I was doing and so yeah. then I carried on having my children blogging doing social media I did just so, again, it was a few bits of favours for people. Can you do a bit of social media for me here? A bit of social media there. Nothing big like I'm doing now, but that just sort mm-hmm. of takes me over. Um, until then, I had a third baby. And I, again, yeah. the, the blog, and I've had some really amazing opportunities to the blog. I've had loads of clubs with big brands. I've worked with Tesco, with Asda, with multiple clothes brands. I've been on holiday um it's wow so been... if people are wondering how that how you earn your income from the blog so it was it was companies then paying you to review products putting adverts on there and things like that so main sources of income are paying for reviews paying for sponsored posts and paying for paid social media collabs um that, that that's the kind of the main source yeah. of income and advertising as well yeah. um and that that yeah that was one of my main sources of income as i say it wasn't it wasn't my full-time salary in the least but it was enough that I didn't have to go back to work and that's incredible I'm sure so many people listening <laughs> understand that juggle as well just this morning I was um, delivering sandwich platters to a corporate company whilst I had my toddler in the back of the car who because there were so many platters then also had platters with her in the back of the car who just wanted to eat them <laughs> and, and I'm trying to throw like gummy bears at her to have those while she's throwing a tantrum throwing them everywhere oh god and there I... was some of that a lot of brands would liaise by email but it was when a brand was like can we have a call with you and I'd be like oh <laughs> <laughs> you know and I've done calls like that and I'm giving them breadsticks or whatever just 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 keep going just keep going it's cool you know I've done a lot of those as well Mm. um but yeah no I'm really fortunate um and obviously the more I blog the more I became aware of SEO and social media marketing and impact that it had and and it kind of went from there and then my youngest um was getting ready for school I knew I was ready for something else as I knew I was kind of ready for it I've had three children um and I've been blogging since um Ari was born so she's mm-hmm. nine now um and I knew I was ready for another challenge and so where I am now is I've combined that history of the marketing experience that I had yeah with the blogging and social media experience that I gained in the interim time yeah find it all and I'm doing something now which I really really love 
Yeah, incredible. So tell people more in detail about exactly what you're doing now. So what I do now is I manage marketing and social media for brands for them on their behalf. I also run a membership. The membership is for small business owners that perhaps can't afford someone like me in-house. They don't have the budget, but know that they need more. They need some advice. They need some strategy. Mm -hmm. And I run a membership with a monthly fee where I run things like masterclasses and workshops. And we have a really supportive group where you can ask for feedback. And I run coaching voice note dates where they dates, 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 you know what I mean? where people can send me voice notes and ask for guidance on the marketing that they're doing. Um, I also, as you know, Robin, run workshops on social media training that we and I (laughs) do together and always have a lot of fun. They're one of my favourite things to do, actually. They're really good fun. I'm still finding glitter. (laughs) 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 And if you're listening, wondering what on earth that reference is to, then you'll have to look back to some of our Christmas reels that Laura and I created. (laughs) There was a big glitter bomb. (laughs) a very big glitter bomb (laughs) and and the membership's fantastic I am on your membership and it's brilliant and it's a really welcoming space for people just to ask any question and nothing is is stupid or silly I think and I know myself starting up businesses we're suddenly expected to be an expert in every field but at the end of the day many people start their businesses because they are an expert or they're really passionate about that one thing they do that one product they create or that one service they offer they are not accountants and marketing managers and content creators and then I think it's totally okay to hold your hands up and accept that actually you're not that and and finding avenues that gives you more support and your membership is a great space to do that and there's so much so much there you know from email marketing to content creation and and the guest experts that you get on there as well so if anyone is interested Laura how do they discover more about your membership you can head over to me on Instagram I'm Laura underscore Summers and the link is there to join my membership you're always very welcome to message me I love a bit of an Instagram chat so just come over and say hi and do you know what you said there Robin that was exactly why I started it I find that small business owners have got amazing product they've got amazing experience at what they mm. do but they haven't worked in marketing you know I couldn't yeah. come into your cafe I would not have to start how to run your cafe <laughs> but I can tell you how to market it and then and what I do find is that sometimes business owners tend to copy what other people are doing or they dibble and dabble in different things without putting something cohesive together that could work much more effectively for them. Yeah. And Laura, you've worked for yourself for many years with that being on the blogging side or yeah. now what you're doing um, as a social media sort of coach and mentor. What has been your biggest struggle as a self-employed person? Oh, several things. Consistent <laughs> yeah, where income. do we start? <laughs> Consistent income yeah. was difficult. Maternity, um, so for my third child, I found it very difficult to take maternity leave simply because mm. you're not even supposed to do a social media part post or reply to an email unless it's a keeping in touch day, which you're allowed okay. 10 of. Yeah. Okay, and you can't do it all. So I tried to work out if I could break those 10 days out into like quarters, which you're mm-hmm. not allowed to do. And I realised that I couldn't, get maternity pay even though there is some out there for freelancers because I couldn't not respond to emails or social or post on social media because my business would die in six months or nine months and so I came to the realization I couldn't take maternity leave not if I still wanted my business where it is to be there when I came back that I couldn't take so what I did was I created six weeks worth of content in advance yeah so that I could take 
as much time off as possible when he was born. But I just think that the, the maternity policies that are there do not work for yeah. self-employed women. They're, they're, they're useless. I, this rattles my cage beyond yeah. belief because, you know, equally, I also couldn't take maternity leave when I had my daughter. Um, and, and the irony is that actually when I was reading into it, there is a compulsory period of maternity leave. And I think it was two weeks where they list on the website is compulsory. But how on earth is that compulsory if the, you're then on the other hand saying that someone can't claim the funds that that they're providing you with so I had exactly the same I employ a team of 40 members of staff yes that's a lot of people and you go well surely they could do it all for you but they equally still rely on me on an almost daily basis to answer a simple you know whatsapp question or a price inquiry for a customer they're just not quite sure how to do um and I couldn't yeah I couldn't go sorry guys see you later in six months and equally still it would have only been statutory maternity pay which is peanuts anyway I can make more money from my business keeping it going and having a member of staff there to replace me and but this system is so infuriating I remember so I was in hospital for, for more than one day after Bo was born yeah. and I was also in the middle of negotiating a collab with Maxi Cozy the pram and I didn't I wanted the pram and I just had a baby yeah. I was crying to them in my phone because I didn't want to lose the pram to collab because it was yeah. a big deal. um and yeah but I equally could have done because my you know if, if you look at my income for that period yeah. it was still much lower than it was because I obviously couldn't do the same amount of work yeah. and that yeah it just it just needs completely changing it you know to break up those keeping up to keeping in touch days it would work yeah. so that was a massive challenge mm. so a massive challenge and also uh, childcare so yeah. I've worked you know with babies on my knee and, and, and all sorts which I know that a lot of freelance and self-employed women do because mm-hmm. so childcare is so expensive. But I, you know, I don't even think that's necessarily. Well, I know it's not. Not necessarily. It's not reserved for just self-employed people. Yeah. It's a huge issue for everyone. And how do you deal with that? That feeling of I, I don't know how to name it. So, for example, today, like I just said, I went and delivered these platters with Avery in the car, and and the woman wanted she had a lot of food and. And there was no one on the reception desk to start with. And then she wanted help taking it up in the lift up to the offices on the fifth floor. And I sort of said, well, oh, no, sorry, I can't do that. And I, rather than just turning around and saying, I'm really sorry, I can't do that because I've got my daughter in the car because I'm trying to juggle childcare and run a business at the same time. I felt like suddenly so embarrassed and guilty that, oh, God forbid, like I've brought my child to work and I couldn't possibly be doing this. How do you ever, did you ever experience that feeling? How did you deal with it? I experienced it a lot. So one of the highlights of my blogging career, so I blogged a lot about women's issues and mm-hmm. it's something I'm very passionate about. And I got inven- invented, invited to, um, uh, it's a whole very long story, which would be a podcast in itself, I think. Okay, I was another in, time. It's invited to the um, Gender Equality Roadmap for the government yeah. to participate. It was amazing. And I had to take my baby. It was the only way I yeah. could go. And the guilt of doing that and trying to get the baby on the, the, the tube and the baby in Westminster, which was a yeah. whole thing in itself. But I get it. I really get it. But I also think that if you give that child quality time, mm. which I'm sure I'm, I'm sure you do and I know I do, then you're also teaching them about gender equality and you're also ta- teaching them about life. And, mm. you know, I know when I talk to my daughter now, she wants her own business and she wants Maybe. to be a successful designer. And I'm really proud, you know, yeah. um, and I don't think it's bad to show that women can do this. Yeah. And I actually think that the world is almost backwards in that yeah. 
we shouldn't apologize for being parents you know we should there's nothing to be ashamed of and actually I think it's amazing you know if you look at you and your cafe you have grown this cafe and opened a subsequent one and Mm -hmm. had a baby and that should be Mm -hmm. something you should be proud of rather than apologetic about you're right you're right I just couldn't help the fact of going oh my god if I now bring my toddler into this building or I tell them I can't help them then they're never going to order sandwich platters from me again I mean like that's a life and death decision (laughs) it's so silly isn't it those things and those moments that go through our heads but um yeah it's a strange one uh but but thank you so so what do we get so we got consistent income um maternity leave and childcare. they were the three biggest challenges you had yeah. So then on the opposite side, what are the biggest wins of being self-employed? The biggest wins are working the hours that work for me. Um, I don't. So I remember when I did work and have a child in childcare, it was so immensely stressful having to be in the office nine to five. If he was sick, if he had a play, you know, he hasn't had a play, but subsequent children. I didn't have to worry about that at all now. Mm-hmm. I can just plan my diary and be there if my kids are sick. I'll work on the sofa with them and I'll be there for them. And I love that absolute flexibility. Mm. Um, But also to be able to come up and run with my own ideas, you know, having worked in the corporate world of marketing, the sign-off process, it's painful. (laughs) So just to have this idea, I'm just going to do it, um, is so exciting. Yeah, yeah, I love that too. I hate running my ideas past other people. (laughs) I'm like, no, no, I trust my own brain. It's good enough to know this is a good idea. Let's run with it. Oh, absolutely. Um, And Laura, um, could you have a think about any business advice you might have had over the years and whether you could share that with us? So basically, what's the best bit of business advice you've ever had? To just do it. I think we spend a lot of time worrying that we're not good enough and we procrastinate. Mm -hmm. And actually, some of the best advice I've had is to just do it stop putting it off just do mm. it which is exactly what we said actually before we started recording this and I said yeah. to you that there yeah. are elements of tech and, and I know I could do this and I could do it better but if I put all of these barriers in the way I'm never going to get on and do it so it's better starting some of that that is a really good piece of advice actually thank you and there are any um uh, you're obviously a very avid reader I know that any books or podcasts or anything else you listen to that you think um, the audience listening now might benefit from you can't really ask someone that loves a book their favourite book because it's just okay. Like, very, is that like really insulting? You can tell I'm not. That a is a really, really impossible task. Um, <laughs> sorry. It can be. It can be any type of material that's benefited you in your business. It can oh. even be tech. So I don't really like um, non-fiction books. I can't <laughs> read them. They're too boring. <laughs> So um, tech, I could probably do tech. Um, the, the classic one would be Canva. Canva yeah. is worth every single penny. Paying for an email system okay, um, is worth every single penny. Yeah. Um, and a website. If you haven't got a website, get a website. Get a website, yes. Always help you with a real yes, course. Social media is absolutely fundamental. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to talk about social media, so you do a lot. We are both very passionate about creating reels because we know that's a way to grow our accounts and reach new audiences really well. Um, we, throughout the year, have seen lots of sort of different trends and things coming along. We love a new Instagram update. Have you got any predictions of what 2024 is going to bring or anything that, you know, we should be thinking about? So 2024, I think that short form video is here to stay. And if you're not doing the likes of Reels, um, YouTube Shorts or TikToks and you've been hiding away, 
Mm-hmm. You really need to embrace it for 2024. I think we're going to see more talking to camera. I know we've had discussions about this and you've seen some success with talking to camera. I've been experimenting it with on TikTok. I actually have a reel to go live this week with more talking to camera. I think we're going to see nice. it because I think it adds authenticity. Yeah, yeah. I think that SEO, um, search engine optimization, is going to continue to grow. And what we are definitely seeing with younger generations, and I think we're going to see it roll up, is people using social media like a search engine. So I think that's going to make people have to think about their content. And finally, as much as I would love to chuck it in the bin, AI, I think that if you want to succeed, as time goes by, we are going to need to embrace AI and I don't think it's going to replace humans mm. but I think that it's here to stay so you need to work, find a way to make it work in your business. Yeah absolutely and I think that's something I'm going to cover in an entire episode. I'm a big fan, I use ChatGPT a lot, I got on it quite early so I've now learned my way around its system and what I can ask it for to teach it what I'm trying to get back from it um and I was having this conversation with another business owner the other day and and I said even if and they they said you know they really like the writing process and they enjoy doing that so they don't want to lose that and I said that's fantastic and that's amazing because that's your base block but actually if you're in that process that you're writing so you're writing an, an email to sell something put it into chat GPT, copy and paste what you've put and ask it to rewrite it in a more engaging way or a way that's going to generate you sales and what it then chucks back with what you've already created, you go, oh my God, I could never have done that. (laughs) So the um, hub, I have a hub that I use for my membership, as you know, because you're part of it. And I upload recorded uh, masterclasses that we do afterwards. The AI in that hub, yeah auto captions but create chapters and stories of each chapters so each sort of 10 minute section within the zoom call we've done and does it all for me and that would be like what half an hour's work and I just at least half an hour's work yeah Yeah, at least my god that is so good Mm. um and (laughs) this is a really funny one I'd love to know what what you think about this um I was uh listening to someone else talk about trends for 2024 and they said they they basically said Taylor Swift is going to be a trend and and I took a moment and I went what a load of nonsense and then I went oh hang on a minute I use so many Taylor Swift songs on my reels I quite like Taylor Swift. I'm quite interested in her era's tour. And they were like, basically, so if you market anything and you make it relatable to Taylor Swift fans, then you're going to have loads of people that are interested in it. Uh, do you know what? Taylor Swift is amazing. Her marketing team are amazing. What I've seen is a content creation company that I follow. They created a content package of content that you can use on social media designed yeah. in the theme of her um, music covers. Oh my God. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I think it'd be interesting whether Taylor Swift is a theme. Yeah, so so there we are. Maybe that is it. 2024 trends, <laughs> making shorts <laughs> about Taylor Swift. <laughs> or maybe inspired by Taylor Swift might be better yeah. to think of it like that rather than, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll be going around. I mean, you've already got the flicks on your eyeliner, Laurie. You've already kind of got the beach waves going on. I've worn the flicks on the eyeliner for a very long time. It's not Taylor, you know. No, she copied you. She absolutely did. (laughs) (laughs) But 
I, I am a fan. I can't I can't knock it. I'm not I'm not like massive fan booking concert tickets, but I find her music engaging and works really well on any reels content and marketing stuff I create. So yeah, I'm here for that one actually, I decided. My daughter had a bad day at school. We put Shake It Off on and danced around the room. Because See? it's a great anthem for it. It's so good, isn't it? Um so Laura, to finalise, I'd love to hear what goals are you gonna smash for twenty twenty four in your business? 2024 is going to be about growing my membership. I really want some more members um, to come and join us and experience how hopefully good it is. Um, And I also have some goals around TikTok because I don't think you can ignore TikTok either in 2024 if you're not on it already. So remind us of the ways people can connect with you then on those platforms. So I am at Laura underscore Summers on Instagram, I'm Laura K. Summers on TikTok. So come and say hi. Awesome. And as I say, check out that membership. It's fantastic. And if you haven't already worked with Laura and I on any of our Reels courses or any of the other courses. Oh, I forgot to say that we've got some fabulous courses planned for 2024. We do. So they need to keep an eye out for those. And there might be blister bombs again. You never know. So come (laughs) and see us. Oh, Laura, it's been a total pleasure. Thank you so much for chatting to me today. Um, And um, I look forward to seeing everything that you are going to achieve in 2024. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. 